All right, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Of I, 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 I think we decided to call this Awkward Tea Party. The Awkward Tea Party. So it's not like... Spill some tea awkwardly because we just put it together. Oh, that makes sense where, where you got the name. I thought it was because like the awkward conversations. I don't know. Because we, we the last podcast was kind of like... We, we, we got to like talking about getting compliments from gay dudes to Donald <laughs> Trump to oh, yeah. team meetings... Uh, so an interesting start, and I'm glad we're still doing this because uh, after listening it for the first time, I think I think it's a pretty good start. Uh, we were actually pretty hesitant about doing this again because we're trying to avoid being polarizing, but either way, some people are like thus. Well, you know, someone's gonna find something to be like upset about, and we're just gonna have to deal with it. And they're just gonna. Yeah, it's it's like one of those things we don't have control over. We we're gonna put this out. We don't have control how uh, we don't have control how people are gonna interpret it and that's kind of one of the things that kind of concerns me like i i know there's a couple things that we want to talk about but the first thing that just popped into my mind is like these past re- tweets that are becoming into like revenge like the, uh, the audience yeah. going after these celebrities for yeah. pa- things that they've done in the past from like 12 years ago and then or they've, they apologized for it but then it's almost like people in general like they they bring up some stuff in the past that you yeah. thought people were over but they're bringing it up again yeah and then you know it gets to the point for me i i found myself in a i guess similar situation where it's like it gets exhausting from it does in apologizing because it's like when is the apology enough how come like i've yeah this is for anyone in for you in the audience are you as the same as you were in high school 10 years ago I mean, exactly. It's you've every of all changed. Nobody is. Yeah, we've yeah. all changed. For, I believe, for the most part, aim to become better, and I believe that when a person has evolved, it. How would you? Th- how do you think it feels, or how frustrating do you think it, it is to be com- to constantly be said that you're still this way, or we want that apology to be held in that space? Yeah, even though they've already issued the apology, and it was like you know, like a completely. I mean, it would have appeared to be a heartfelt apology, but. Um, like, I guess some people just, you know, want to stay angry. They just want to keep being outraged. They just want to find a reason to hate on someone. First example, like Jeffree Star, like he said some problematic stuff, like back in, you know, 2000, like what, eight, nine. Um, I mean, he did apologize for it a couple years ago and it seemed very genuine. And then most of the community like anywhere like any most of the communities like within the internet and like off the internet have been like yeah you know what he you know it seemed genuine like um i think he really like has learned and you know it's it kind of also shows that you know like it could just be clever marketing it could just be you know him like over quote unquote over correcting because you know he's pale like he's super pale but like he's um, sitting there like championing people of color when it comes to um, foundation shade ranges or he's just really that evolved that like you know quote-unquote woke it makes me wonder like I mean like, going back to um, being called out for tweets like because yeah. everything's in the timeline here and and uh, there's mm-hmm. gonna be a new au- new audience and generation every 10 20 years yeah so I'm like thinking like what this new 10, 20 years from now, what if these people rediscover mm-hmm. these tweets from like then, and then they get yeah. called out again? And then, and then uh, you know, like in like at this point, their careers are probably just like 
stagnant or like plateauing at this point and they're just like and all of a sudden they're pushed right back to the spotlight for some problematic like tweet from like 2008 yeah and it's like 2030 at this point yeah let's just Uh, i mean it's it's kind of like the same effect as um friends we our generation love friends yeah we loved friends like you know the ones that watched friends we loved it does it hold water does it like you know does it hold up in 2018 2019 no it doesn't it really doesn't like so the humor there doesn't apply to 2018 2019 or even the some of it can be considered offensive even and you know like some of the younger generations it's like oh my god you guys watch this this is offensive or even uh show the movies like 40 year old virgin 40 year old virgin did not age really well um that 70s show i mean the show was set in the 70s but like at the time it was aired, um, when it was like airing, like you know, it se- still seemed pretty like funny. It was like relevant, and then you know, rewatching it again, it's just like, oh god, I like this. <laughs> like it was like just super cringy. Like in, you know, like if you watched it like in 2010 versus 2019, yeah. something like that. I mean, I think part of it, people being quote unquote offended easily, is probably because. Mm-hmm. Like we live in America, we live in a first world country that's been that's had a long time of economic prosperity. We're yeah. not like fighting for food, fighting for scraps, having well, well, like well, not even then. Even though like we're not like so there's quote like there's people still struggling to make living living wages. If if you live in a first world country, we're technically the one percent of the world. And that's not saying much, is uh there's still a good chunk of this country that's still starving. Yeah. I mean, but that's still wondering where the next meal's coming from. True. But for, like, I'm saying, like, for people who haven't experienced that at all, most people, like, a good amount of people probably have never experienced uh, not having to struggle for food. Or, you know, trying to see if you're going to make rent this month or if uh, you have to choose between working or paying for school or... You know, paying your student loan or eating yeah, it, it, or paying for books and eating yeah i think it, i mean it's good to be a stand for something yeah it's good to be it's it's but good it, to but it's also good to have perspective yeah it's good to stand for something it's good to you know be there as an ally as like as you know as like a quote-unquote like defender of you know a marginalized group of people but at the same time like if you're the one getting more offended about this and like the actual marginalized people that just means you just need to find something to struggle about, like yeah. something else. Mm-hmm. Like that means you're living too good of a life. <laughs> yeah, you're living too good of a life that you're taking on someone else's struggle. Mm, that's an, as I've, your own. I've never heard it put that way. That's a, that's a really really good point. You know, like some of us just don't have the time to be completely offended about everything because you know when yeah. it gets to the point where it's like, you know, even like now we're talking about like what people say. That can become a problem too, or in general, yeah. like it's how it's I mean, showing, showing up on social. Everyone going back to everyone trying to be politically correct and politically correct, and like you know, we're in a really good. I'm saying it can currently a good economically ish, ish situation, but better there, than a lot. But, but better but, than a know. lot, but d- despite you know the whole middle class dis- starting to disappear and all that. So Started before we get super gone. super political but either way like a lot of people are in 
are in pretty good situations and they don't they haven't really faced legit struggle an actual punch in the mouth and having like you know i've been you know i've been saying like you know like oh i'm broke i'm broke but like yo i'm living i'm still living in a house i have a roof over my head i get to eat i get to spend money on stuff to put on my face and on my body and i have you know this like beast of a computer like not everybody will have at least one like one thing that i have like with me right now like i complain a lot but like at the same time like i don't have much to complain about like i have like my own like uh, my own stuff that i'm dealing with that has nothing to do with like like i'm good on that well you know perspective i'm good on that yeah i think that's what a lot of people lack is perspective like i'll complain like oh i need a better computer oh, i need more ram oh, I need <laughs> you're the I one need needing more ram <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I don't need more RAM. I just need a better graphics card because um, I just want to run better video games without my computer yelling at me. That's true. Oh, Alex. What did he say? He has 24 gigs RAM? He has 24 gigs yeah, of RAM. Alex is our video editor for Vision Paradox. He has a mm. beast computer. We're jealous. Yeah. I am very jealous. I don't even know what graphics card he has, but it's better. Yeah, and he started a Minecraft <laughs> server and everything. And like, I don't know. I know. I, I'm not into Minecraft. <sighs> I haven't played it yet. I have a feeling I, I might get addicted after watching you are Max, going to. Max play. But right now, I'm mm -hmm. not heavily into it, but I, I, I'm enjoying Apex Legends uh, as much as it's frustratingly... I frustratingly suck at it. It's... Well, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's, you know... It's not Fortnite. I've never played Fortnite. And I'm glad... Exactly. I, I almost feel like Fortnite is, is like for for Babies. kitties and like and then apex legends is like you know your cool cousin <laughs> your son is like <laughs> already getting the is has already grasped apex legends very well oh yeah he just I, he, for someone who's like seven yeah he got he got it pretty well like i don't think he likes yeah. the the high pressure situation though yeah like it's like you know, oh the, the ring's closing like you have to get there yeah like he just kind of wants to chill like he you know like he's he's a side quester so yeah, he's currently playing Ninjago. He beat the storyline already, and he's already, like, he's side he's like, And I mean, like, you know, when, when I was there, like, when he was playing Ninjago, it's like, you know, he needed to do one thing, just one thing to move the plot forward. But he got stuck on, like, that car thing. Oh, yeah. Not that he got stuck, he just kept doing it. Yeah, he, he was enjoying yeah. himself. Yeah, he, he's, yeah, he likes the, the journey of it, I guess. Or not mm -hmm. maybe the journey, but, like, the... He likes to, like, he likes to stop and smell the roses. Yeah, he does. And I appreciate that because yeah. for me, I would have been like, the only I've been like, I need to finish the story mode now. The only reason I would side quest is to level up so I can beat the boss yeah. easily. Yeah. So you can just <laughs> grind and maybe, you know, the side quest will give you like some sort of weapon or ability that could make things easier. I mean, I was doing that for, um, I was going to try to do that for Undertale. The minute you told me like the, about genocide runs and all that, I'm like, oh No, not even God. genocide like, run. It wasn't even genocide run. It's like, you know, uh, it's not even like a, like a legit side quest. Like there's, you know, there's no like threat to like my life or anything but there's one part where you can pretty much get like this like super op armor called the temi armor oh, so wow. you have to get that temi village um and you have to buy it it's like super expensive yeah for yeah those of you who don't know undertale's a independent was a rpg like 8-bit 16-bit rpg independent yeah, by game toby fox. by toby fox it's uh, only like ten dollars or like five dollars i think it's on sale right now on steam so go get it and i think there's like a cult really following as well it's like it's very very yeah. storyline's great i i didn't even play it i just watched max play it and no no we didn't we watched the game grumps the steam train no you watched steam train yeah i mean i played it yeah speaking of games we're, we're, we've been trying to talk about Google Google Stadia. Oh, Stadia! But we were trying Ooh. to save it for the podcast, and we're probably by, by the time I release this, is probably going to be a week 
after its release. Mm. I'm, I'm trying to or, keep these. Yeah. I'm trying to keep these podcasts a little bit more consistent compared to our mm -hmm. to my vlogs and everything. I'm sitting on so much content. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, you're still posting August. Yeah, I, I barely posted content from August 2018, and it's March 21, 2019. Yeah. Oh, it's March 22 over here. So. so oh yeah, yeah. Time difference. It's like almost 1 a.m. here. Yeah, Google Stadia. Your initial thoughts. My, I think this could be big. You know, I was talking to one of my coworkers, and you know, he was saying like, you know, like he was like, "Dude, I'm totally interested." Like, you know, and he's the kind of person that's like super cynical about almost everything. Um, but he seemed like super interested, and then you know, like he was saying, you know, my only problem is like storage. I was like, "Yeah, it's you know, like it's cloud based, so technically there's not a lot of things that you." He's saving, he has a surface that he's saving on his device, but at the same time, I'm like, it's not really storage, it's um, processing power. Mm. Like, your, um, your machine has to be able to run these games. What are those games exactly? We don't know. Like, how much, I mean, they're, like, they're, you know. The demos are saying that much, you can play Assassin's Creed Origins. On what? Like, like this is, like, if you, did you see the demos? Like, it, it's like... It's free. It, I saw a little bit of it, but like you sent it to me while I was working. So. Oh yeah, like the demo is like the claims here, like are saying, like you can play your uh, play Assassin's Creed on your computer, then play, then switch it over to your phone, then switch it over to the console. Yeah, but won't that but affect? I think they're. But like they, the, they, the amount of like graphics being like loaded, like uh, is going to affect device performance. Like if on my current, um, I have a. Well, I think they they meant they, I have a. I have a GTX 680 on, in my... They mentioned that uh, in how it's going to work. I, I, there's a five-minute... Yeah. I watched it in, in the five-minute one. I'll send it to you so you can, like, yeah, watch. Yeah, you sent it to me. But you, like, you sent it to me before, but I was working, so I, was, I wasn't able to, like, really watch it. I was just, like, I just looking at it a little bit. Yeah, I saw it. I'm watching it right oh, yeah. now a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but, like, my, my whole thing with it is, you know... Like, okay, so they've said, like, you can, you can switch from device to device. That's cool. But at the same time, like, how is perform like, you know, performance might still be affected. Like, they might say it won't, but it will be affected. Well, that's why I'm, like, saying, like, you should maybe, maybe, wa maybe watch it. Because I think it, I think the video kind of answers, he might answer the question. Yeah, but at the same time, why, you know, why bother doing it on your phone? Like, you just do it on a PC. Well, that's the thing. People are on the go. Like, if they're on the go, they can play, they continue playing the, their game. On, yeah, on it the, won't look on, good. That they're saying that there's no there's no drop in quality. Okay, so my so my screen on my computer is the same as my screen on my phone. No, that's why that's why it that's why it's going to be so. They're saying it's going to be big because that's going to be all the streaming is going to be mm -hmm. like is going to be all cloud based. And then I try to get it on the New York subway, and then it's gone. I'm not saying it's going to be that great <laughs> on the subway, but I'm saying that this is. At least the first step, because I've been thinking streaming is going to be big yeah, for a I while. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a really good idea. It's you know, it's it's something that we've all been waiting for. But there's a lot of things that Google's come out with that just fizzled out. Yeah, oh well. I'm really upset about Inbox. But that even then, like, the, like Google Plus. Even if they don't become the successful ones about this, someone else is going to do it better. Right now, we're watching the demo on it okay. uh, yeah. the, from Tech Insider. You see it on the screen, and then you see, you see him switch it onto the phone continuing his game mm -hmm. so i mean no doubt like you know this is just a demo some they found they probably found a sing oh, a, a way to showcase it just for like the that day and it's probably gonna not gonna be deliver as the level 
oh yeah as, as, as they're they're claiming it to be but still like the fact that that there's a possibility to just play pc to the console to to even your phone i think is a pretty pretty cool potential and just not the idea of not having to pay for games again like this is like not games again but not having to pay for boxes or and 60 dollar prices I mean that's true, but it's gonna, you know, again, I think like, it's gonna it's gonna allow video game companies to go straight up direct to consumer, like with no middleman, no target, no no, no discs, no yeah, no GameStop. Ooh, GameStop. Sorry. Yeah, that's good. This is, I think, the next step in the evolution of, I guess, gaming because yeah. I mean, music. Well, now, like, music is well, now, like, now. video. Well, now, video game publishers have to work with like Google. Do they do? Well, not that they, they don't really have to, but like, well, they have to kind of figure out how to actually make the games to work. I don't know. Like, I lost my train of well, thought, but like, the, 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 make them compatible. Their, their thing, the, one of the promises here that they're saying is like, because one of the biggest problems is like, you know, the, the certain limitations for each platform xbox 360 yeah. uh, not xbox one and playstation 4 they're PS4, different yeah. and that's why with them like there's no limitations on they, that's what their promises are like in terms of game development there's going to be no no need to try to port the, the games differently for each platform for each uh console so that that way there's no there's no uh, limitations in, in the creativity so imagine like how much more you can push a game like spider-man from the ps4 mm. And then, and then, and then, one of the big promises yeah, as well is. But that, will some of these publishers that, like, let's say Sony, do you think they'd be willing to give up their uh, their PS4 exclusives? Definitely, it's going to be another player, because the way I'm looking at it right now is like how when Microsoft first announced Xbox, I was skeptical, but mm -hmm. it, I, but it blew up, and uh, because it's Microsoft, you make computers. It's this is Google, you're a search engine. And um, the way well, I well, no, Google runs my life, so I know for a fact that they're more than just search. But th they're they're a search engine now. They're uh, you know, a huge tech. Like company. I'm not saying they can't pull this off. I'm just saying like, will video like will these publishers cooperate? Who, they might have to. They need to. They need to like sell this to make to be like this is gonna be super profitable for you. I'm like, yeah, it will be super profitable for them. But at the same time, some of these like publishers and like you know companies will want to hold on to. Their console exclusives because that's the money maker right there i mean maybe they might maybe they might con continue with the the console exclusives and then they're just gonna start releasing some console exclusives with that that would make sales hard on the consoles because if not everyone wants to just buy the console just for the one game i mean like you know i myself like i game on pc and i currently do not have a working console so like if there's a game that i've seen that like you know i've tested it like at somebody's house or like i've you know like seen demos of it and i really really want to try to play it but i don't have a console and it's exclusively for this one console that i'm like dang it just you know come out on pc already yeah. like um gta 5 took about a year and a half i mean that, after it got released on consoles to be on pc so that's the thing like they <sighs> with this this is like, like me being super optimistic about it is like the the companies would just have to focus on i mean it, i could see like the whole it's a potential like screws over like not doesn't screw over but it's going to be uh there's going to be resistance from the other the other companies but like the grand theft auto situation if one if the publisher just had to focus on the one wasn't held back in terms of the quality of the work and they could just release it at once. Like for me, as a as a 
I'm not going to say a gamer, someone who enjoys playing video games, I would love to just be able to sit on my couch and just get the game immediately and not have to go to a Walmart or or a Target or GameStop and and be able, and buy the game and install mm. it and all that. I just want to be able to, you know, it, yeah. it's And the whole culture of like game releases is going to change because nobody's getting in line, no one's camping outside Best Buy anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean I th- I mean, okay, in in the case of games that will be released like on Stadia. Yeah. But like games that are going to stay on con- consoles because definitely games there's still games that are gonna stay just on consoles and there's still gonna be people that would rather play it on their consoles yeah for this i'm thinking this is for the next generation of kids this is i mean for me like if i wanted you know if i wanted like to be able to go from my couch to my living room to my bedroom to the subway playing the same game i'd go switch but again it's just you know a limited number of titles but at the same time like if I got a Switch and, like... I mean, I really will just get a Switch to, like, play Zelda. <laughs> yeah, see, there we go. Kids. It's a, it's, it's, a, um, it's a, There's the limitations. It's not a limitation for me. For me, that's a privilege. Mm. That's a privilege. Like, you get a Switch to play this title because this title belongs there. Mm. It's like saying Halo on PS4. For me, I wouldn't really care. I just want a yeah. place to be able to play it. And that's, and, and that's majority of the market. I guess. And then <laughs> like that and that's what you, what you got to like consider the, you got to think about the end consumer the yeah. the, the, the who just want to play it. And then I mean cuz I mean these con- you and I grew up you and I grew up in a time where we couldn't wait to go home from school to play video games. Yeah. Now kids are taking their video games to school. So it's like I mean like we I you know we had Game Boys but like we weren't allowed to bring them to school. Yeah. Oh my gosh, imagine Jordan playing Ninjago on his Ooh, or, oh my or whatever phone game he's going to play when whatever is popular in high, in high school or whatever his VR AR headset was. I know. <laughs> so, his uh his goggles, his AR goggles. Yeah. Cuz the way I'm also thinking about this is like this is his what, AR projector. Like, this is what uh essentially the music industry could have done collaborating with Napster instead of suing Napster. Like uh, if Apple partnered up with them first or Google partnered up with them first. It would have been Apple. Yeah. So it would have been iTunes. Yeah. So it would have been, this is how, how they would have moved the industry forward without having the whole debacle with illegally downloading. Suing and all that. Yeah. yeah. And then this is them like moving the industry forward in essentially streaming, which is, you know, people are like, Consoles are slightly tasting it now with you know streaming or just downloading yeah. games, uh, but yeah. But I think this is what's supposed to be purely streaming, and then there's a the whole yeah. You're not downloading anything to your device, so which is super interesting. Like I'm, which you know keeps it light on you know the storage side. Yeah. Um. But again, like you know, like some of these things, like like any other game, really, even if it's you know like if you're especially if you're playing online like and even if you have the game downloaded on your device you're still going to experience some problems that's like related with your internet or like you know like data connection um, depending on your device but again like how well you're seeing your game will be affected like depending again on your internet connection on your data connection like again like you know let's say i started playing assassin's creed on my computer and i'm like oh wait i got to get going i got to go meet a friend I get on I get on the train, keep my phone charged, keep playing, get on the like get to New York, get on the subway and I lost my game. 
These are these are or like it gets all like you know like I can only see like you know my the frame rate goes all the way down. Yeah, this is this is interesting. Like I'm reading some of the comments on here. Like <laughs> someone said here, <laughs> Ooh, like internet comments. Someone here is saying like still can't compete with my Soldier Boy gaming console. I don't know if you heard that. Oh controversy. my god! <laughs> yes. Didn't he just put his branding all over like some like gaming console from like China? Yeah, and then he just yeah uh, priced marked it up and with and like ridiculous. yeah. So, so and then, basically Kylie Jenner did. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> uh, another one Color is pop. Uh, pros. I'm not on her PR. Uh, another one is pros. No expensive hardware needed. Cons. You'll have higher ping than the Mars Curiosity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the Mars Curiosity. And then another one. Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of resistance, and I think this is. It's it's from gamer gamers. For, this is why I. Well, not re- not not even like it, this is coming from. You know, again, like people that actually were like us that couldn't wait to go home to play video games. That, that, like we treated video games as something that we sat down and made time for. It wasn't something that we did in passing. Yeah. I mean, this is why I, the, this resistance right here. So the right culture here, is completely changing. This, the, the, this resistance right here is exactly why I think it's going to work. It's the equivalent of of people saying radio wasn't going to work, TV wasn't going to work, the internet was just a mm-hmm. fad. This is like... Or I th- Facebook was just, you know... For teenagers. Facebook was just going to... No, not for teenagers. Oh, no. Facebook was just going to be for college students. Yeah, or Twitter was where you just share what you're eating. and Yeah. So, and I think... And someone said... No, it, that's Instagram. <laughs> so, oh, no. like Because people would just comp- say like, Jay, at okay. Jay, is eating a sandwich. That's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you used to write a tweet, it would say... Yeah, the say, statuses used to be, like, blank is. Like, Facebook was the same way. Yeah, yeah. someone here like, commented exactly what I'm thinking of. Like, Stadia Conference 2024. I think we call it the Oasis. Because <laughs> I'm, like, thinking, okay, if we can find, like, like VR, AR, cool. We're on that verge. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not mainstream. It's not going to penetrate yet into the mainstream. It's still it's not too yet, bulky. Yeah, it's no. still ugly. And like I think the closest one to that is probably Magic Leap. It's still a little. Mm. Yeah. But uh, but uh, now that we have the potential of st- streaming the great the games the games, the game. uh, um, just without having the hardware, this is I think the start of it. The Ready Player One situation coming happening mm. probably within the next. What so like haptic years. suits? That would be great. That would be cool. I think it would be cool, and at the same time, I'd be scared for it because people, oh, yeah. because of the addictive nature of online and video games, yeah, yeah. And then, especially of online gaming, because you're not just playing a game; you're also socializing. Yeah. So it's like you know, you're not getting the go make friends. I'm like, I am. Yeah. I'm talking to people right now. And that's one thing too. I I watched a, a documentary of someone who stayed in VR in VR world for seven days. Oof. And he said it was. A, he said uh, it was. It got repetitive because, but he eventually learned to live with it. And like he, because and there's already existing social networks there, so he was able to actually hang out and talk mm-hmm. to other people, go on adventures. But what the thing is, like once he went out, the one thing that VR, AR, or VR didn't give him was the actual sensation of being outside. The actual yeah. like feeling sunlight, feeling actual air. Yeah. If that's somehow emulated, that's some cra- that's gonna be some next level like. Well, you're right gonna there. be in a room where um, a heat lamp is going to turn off and on and like be at different temperatures, yeah. and um, the winds just get like there's just a fan that like will randomly like an event will just randomly open like simulate a breeze yeah. or 
Yeah, like you know, like that reminds me of like like a gush of air by your feet to simulate like an animal of sorts. Yeah, that that reminds me like that that was the detail in the Ready Player One book too. Like they they were doing like mm-hmm. sensor that helped with the experience. So, but yeah, yeah, one thing I would love to just mainly use VR games for is just to be able to actually kind of interact with it, which is like I've been wanting to do those VR mazes where you're, where you're actually in those like shooting zombies. I want to actually mm-hmm. experience things like that. I, yeah. I haven't been well, able to. Well, you kind of tried something like that at um, Wisdom, but it wasn't like you were like more like creating things. Yeah. I think I was watching like the gameplay on the screen next to um, your little cage thing. <laughs> I, I felt immersed in it. It was cool just seeing yeah. like, and when I when I when the head when I took off the headset, I'm like, uh-huh. oh yeah, your face was like whoa. Like this is <laughs> so. It, Put me back in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for Stadia. If the, if Google doesn't do it, someone else is gonna do it better. This pro, this, you know, uh, this makes me think of like, okay, so Google announces streaming and PS4. Why not PlayStation or Xbox? They're gonna kill the game like that now. Mm. Like no more. They they completely the- they completely remove. You know, they don't have to fall into some sort of monopoly, but they 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 completely remove the need for actual discs. They're always fully mm. streaming now. Yeah. Uh, it's like you know the equivalent how there's there's different music streaming services except it's going to be different all the consoles are going to be different on the streaming. marketing end though on the marketing end they're just going to have to figure out how they're going to be able to still you know make like giant profits because um, there's there's they still want to function they still want to make that much money like um their you know their game releases and like the pre-orders are like raking in so much money um and like they need to figure out how to do something like that because they can't do that anymore. For uh, when if they do like streaming. Well, I mean, I don't see why not like where they can still pre-order, but they would still get swag from it. Like they can pre-order the the game. Well, not that, but like you know, just being able to get the game like first in line. Because then, because once it because once it's live, it's live. Anyone can get it. Yeah. I mean, so they want they st- people still want the exclusive like you know the. Ex- like they don't they don't want swag they want to be the first ones to start playing they want to be the ones to spoil it mm. they want to be the ones like oh don't do that huh maybe you're right about then that it has to you can be, be like because uh, on their account yeah. like you know like these these are the only accounts that you know can like play like that it's live for for you know like the first 24 hours something like that yeah. oh yeah there we go pre-sale pre-orders get it 24 48 some hours sort of early like, yeah. and then they get some sort of badge because I mean that mm. they have that that already yeah. like what your yeah. accomplishments and all that. Dang, I'm excited for this. Loot boxes? I'm kidding. <laughs> oh God, I hate I, I I hate loot boxes. I I have no I don't see the yeah. point of it. Um, I like that's why one of the reasons I I'm like ca- yeah. like I don't care about the stuff on Fortnite not Fortnite on Apex Legends. Fortnite. Yeah, yeah it, they what they just give your better skin and better moves and. Yeah, that's just, it's it's yeah, um people still like to waste their time on customization. I mean, I like The Sims. <laughs> what? what? And a lot of that is customization. But the customization um, of that actually is, has a point. But the thing is, yeah, but the thing is that's the whole point of it. Um with like, you know, like um with games like Overwatch, Apex Legends, um yeah, Overwatch, Apex Legends and like Fortnite, the they still understand that people want to customize their stuff. Mm. So they, they're they like, well, it's free to play this, 
but if you want to change how your player looks, how your player like acts, how your player sounds, you gotta pay extra or you just have to um, basically just keep playing until uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really... so you get like all these loot boxes, but then not everything's gonna be available in the loot boxes. Loot boxes, you have to get the rest. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, They'll lure you in with a loot box. It's like, oh, I can get this, I can get that. I'm like, oh, well, I've been playing for a while, but it hasn't come in my loot box. Yeah. But I really want this skin. I really want this look. I really want this. I really wanted this dance move. Mm. I don't care unless the things improve my character. You know, like yeah. they l upgrade it so they have stronger power. That's what I would care yeah, for. Yeah, like on um, <laughs> like <laughs> like a game like Diablo. Oh yeah. Like you can upgrade your armor. I'll get all yeah, these charms. It's been, armor, yeah. it's been years since I played that, but me and my brothers were hooked <laughs> on it. But I like that. Like <laughs> every male that I knew was just like had like had nothing to talk about Diablo. Yeah, Diablo was great. That was a. I mean, right. yeah. My mom didn't like game. that game because it was Diablo and it well, because like, of the name. <laughs> yeah. Uy, Diablo. <laughs> Filipino Catholic moms. Diablo. Diablo. You know, well, and one thing that concerns me about Stadia is that the they're releasing it this year. That's a huge promise. Too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Like so, I'm. Too soon. So I, for me, I, I'm thinking it's like okay, the early adopters are gonna get to see it. They're gonna get mm -hmm. the initial feedback because they're 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 promising that. I'm still waving that like cheese stick. <laughs> yeah, I have a cheese stick in my hand right now. I've, I've been meaning <laughs> to eat it, but I I don't want to talk while I'm eating. But I'm. ASMR. Okay. Yeah, they, they're going to get the initial feedback, and because Google is promising that there's going to be like the latency isn't going to be a problem, but I feel like it might be. It, it's going to be a problem. So and then like there's 2020. I think they're going to start iter making iterations and to make yeah. it better. But it's just because I almost feel like they're going to be for a while. They're going to be the Netflix of gaming. Where you well, can, yeah, just because it's like you know those like on-demand streaming things. Yeah, um, until like you know like the, how Netflix was the only streaming service for a while. Yeah, Hulu came to the game. Hulu was around for a while too. Oh, Hulu's been around for a while. But, like, I mean, but then um, all these other companies smartened up. Blockbuster tried to like get in there. But it was too late at that um, point. Oh yeah, they well they tried to get in there, but still it was too late. Yeah. Like and then like these um, TV channels are like cable networks or are getting in on it with like you know the their Go apps. Yeah. Like oh. HBO Go, Showtime on the Go, Stars on the Go. Yeah, that drives driving me nuts because I want to watch some like documentaries on HBO. I forgot which, which one. Oh, I wanted to watch the Leaving Neverland one. Yeah, but. my uncle used to have an HBO subscription, so he just gave us his login for HBO Go. That's how I used to watch um Game of Thrones and like <laughs> Flight of the Concords and um Last Week Tonight and um Real Time with Bill Maher and like they'll they'll sometimes have the entire Harry Potter collection on there. Jeez. Um. J.K. Rowling has been um, kind of well. She's kind of been a meme. A lot of people I, are kind of like, but she keeps I've like been annoyed. she keeps I've been annoyed. like saying the, that's that's what's happening. Like, I've been annoyed. <laughs> Just leave them alone. We knew Dumbledore was gay before you said it. We could tell. I didn't even. I don't know any of these characters. So <laughs> we knew Dumbledore was gay. You didn't have to say it. Um, but yeah. Surprise! Like, they're all gay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> where was it oh yeah that there, there was a meme where you know it's you know again like she was in the news again like um saying um Dumbledore and Grindelwald had uh, like you know had a very intense like physical relationship blah, blah blah like it's implied it's not gonna be shown but it's implied and people are just like really annoyed they're like okay well you just had to ruin it didn't you 
Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, you know, like, oh my God, they're gay, it's ruined. It's more like we knew they were gay. The fact that it's implied um, Is this like- because it's not a big part of the story. And now you're reducing this queer relationship into something that's just sex. In like your sad, sad attempt at being woke. Yeah, I don't, I don't know uh, uh, anything about. This, is this in regarding to the Fantastic Beasts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So like you know, it's not gonna be shown in like the Fantastic Beasts films that um Dumbledore and um Grindelwald had some sort of like intense physical relationship. At the same time, like we didn't need to know that. So there was you know someone kind of created a meme like basically they screenshot. Um, a tweet from like a news, like a like a news source or whatever. Like you know, J.K. J.K. Rowling says you know like Dumbledore and Grindelwald had a intense like physical relationship. Oh god, she, she no one's asking, but she just like throws it out I there. Know. Like we didn't need to know. Like at the same time, like and then that's completely problematic now because now you're reducing this like you know like beautiful queer relationship into just sex and like further feeding into the stereotype that like. You know, gay people just want to fuck each other. No, oh, we all know we all want to fuck each other. Oh, but like there's asexuals, but never mind. I there's, take. There's I retract my statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm still getting used to the the spectrum. It's. It's. There's so much for me to learn. Anyways. Like if like for me, it just like you know kind of came natural because like I kind of grew up not believing in like you know like I'm only supposed to do this. Like I'm a girl. I'm supposed to do this. And I'm like I'm not even a girl. Like, but am I? pretty sure i am but like <laughs> i do not act like you know a girl mm. um because i grew up with you know with two brothers and like they had more friends than i did because i was you know i was a mean child <laughs> <laughs> okay i wasn't mean i was actually kind of a loser as a kid i wasn't a bully i was the bullied you know i didn't like have a lot of friends and when i did i kind of kept it like at school because i wanted something to look forward to at school like to like i wanted something that like keeps me going to school i'm like oh look i have friends Mm. um like at school and like outside of school it's like i don't have friends cool but i have homework (laughs) yeah but like you know my brothers made friends like especially my older brother like he made more friends and his friends would actually come over especially in the summers like literally two or three of them would literally stay there for like eight hours (laughs) like literally breakfast lunch and dinner and i think they're all welcome there like they're all you know they're all super respectful and everything but yeah like i just hung out with them so i grew up like a dude yeah for me, I remember feeling like when my friends would say like, you're a girl, you can't do that. I'm like, I always wondered mm-hmm. in my head. Why can't like, she? Why not? You know? Yeah. Or it's like, you know, like you asked your mom, like, you know, can I help you cook? Like teach me how to cook. She's like, no, you'll burn the kitchen. Yeah. And then. It's like, so, so like, why is my sister doing it? Because she's a girl. She's, and I'm like. I don't get it. <laughs> she's younger than me. She'll, she has way more potential to burn the house than, than, than me. <laughs> Yeah, so, but she's a girl. Yeah, and it's funny too because like my mom is so much harder on my sister, and she's yeah, she's a girl. How old is my sister? She's like she's an adult. So. She's Twenty. <laughs> she just graduated. She, college. No, she was born ninety five. Oh, so she's twenty three. Yeah, she's that my brother's age. age. So <laughs> she's my brother's yeah, age. Yeah. So and and my mom is still like hard on her and then treats her like she's a teenager. Well, no, I'm not. I'm gonna. Well, maybe I don't know. That was my last experience with them okay well but it's i'm 28 and i still get treated like that so it's a filipino thing yeah it is a filipino thing uh, it's a filipino female thing uh, man this is why i wish i was a dude this is probably where it came from mm. this is where it came from because it's mostly like oh you're the girl you can't do this you're the girl you can't do that like you're the only girl you need to be protected i'm like bruh 
Everybody else needs protecting from me. <laughs> That's actually quite like, accurate. Cause <laughs> and I don't see how I don't. And here's the thing: I don't see how my mom doesn't see that because, like, I got that from her. I think that's one of the. I got that from her. She's like, "You're weak." I'm like, "You raised me." Oh, <laughs> I think that's one of the. <laughs> that's what I'm appreciative about this generation because things have been so good. We've been able to have go from like a survival mentality to let's take care and thrive mentality. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of like appreciate like all these different ways of parenting because there's like. People treat parenting like it's a religion. You got to do this way and that way, whatever. What no, do do whatever? I mean, I'm not a parent. Do whatever you believe is right for your kid. Yeah, I've been a parent adjacent. Parent adjacent. Like I used to work at a daycare, so for like you know about six to eight hours a day, I am this kid's parent. Or you know, I used to babysit. I'm a godparent. You have a child. Yeah. <laughs> so I am a parent adjacent. I've always been like a parent adjacent. You know, like I am not one to tell like you know a parent how to like their child how to raise their child like yeah i did did i push that child out no i do not have the authority to say i'm like you should do this with your kid but like for especially when i was working at the daycare i'm like dude i spend six hours a day with your kid i know your kid better than you do most of the time Mm. and like your kid can't wipe his own butt because of me (laughs) oh thanks for the tips by the way (laughs) (laughs) like the freaking like you know like and here's the thing like i came into that job like not knowing what to do with babies. I just applied there because my dad was hounding me just to get a job. Oh, wow. And I like, you know, I applied and they were like, and they were like, you seem to be good with kids. But like I hung out with like three-year-olds and, you know, three-year-olds know how to talk now. Wait, was that? Well, they've always done yeah. Like, I mean, like, you know, they, they know how to talk. Like you can have like, a conversation. I'm like, oh, what you, what you doing? Can you read this book? You know, like that's easy. And then, you know, they threw me into like a younger class. I'm like, what is this? Like, hold this baby. I'm allow- Am I allowed to? Hmm. will it break <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like i had no idea i had no idea how babies worked oh uh, and, and you know like my younger brother was you know like is five years younger than me at the same time just like i was looking at him i was like five when he was born so it was just like you know like i was just like the big sister that was just like standing like by his crib like oh you're cute cool i'm gonna go do homework uh. <laughs> well he was asleep so yeah, but my- I know for a fact that the one thing I knew is you do not wake a sleeping baby. Oh, oh. I remember <laughs> um, my sister being born, and I was so fascinated at the idea of being an older. You were older, just like you're a tiny a human. Yeah, I was like, she's so tiny. I was I like, just, I used to look like that. I just wanted- and then my mom's like, No, you were tiny. He's huge. Okay. <laughs> like I knew from a, a young age, I knew I wanted to be a dad. Like for sure. Like, even in high school, I was just like, I want to be a dad. Not now, but I know I want to be one. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Like, I, I remember, uh, I've, I've told you this, but, like, for the audience, like, my mom being Filipino, she didn't really, like, and protective, uh, she was she didn't really let me and my brother hold my sister that much. And uh, mm-hmm. and also, we were always just busy doing it. Basically, she thought you guys were too incompetent to take care of another child because you guys were also children. Yes, that. So, she, so, um... Now, fast forwarding to high school, at this point, my sister's in middle school. I had no e- experience mm-hmm. with kids. So I uh, I was involved in my church group at that time, and they had an opportunity to go to Jamaica for some missionary work. And I was like, dope, mm. paid trip to Jamaica. And I, and for me, this is my reason too. Is like, And I get to learn how to work with kids. Mm. That was like my motivation. I wanted to learn how to work with kids or like how to handle myself with the kids so I can yeah. eventually be a good dad. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and that that was the initial re- the the reason. And then you know, that's probably still one of my favorite memories. 
and th- and these kids were like weren't were, were orphans, and then they then they weren't your typical orphans. They, these are kids with uh, mental and physical uh, handicaps and disabilities. The young young kids, uh, ages Jordan's age and younger, like they were. Ooh. Some of them were uh, born with AIDS. Oof. So and then the, the story, the horror stories of some of these kids, like how they were found. Like some of them were found up in the trough of a pig's uh, pig's trough. Some of them was mm-hmm. found like half almost dead tied up to a tree with flies on him. Damn. So it was, like, it was intense. And it was just, that was like my first experience going to a third world country, like having no phone because we, because phones were crap back then. Uh, oh yeah, what year was this? Like 2008, nine? Four. Oh wait, no, you were in high school before. Four. So, yeah. oh my gosh. But... <laughs> Um, what are the razor? <laughs> yeah, I had a razor, <laughs> and the computers were huge. Called out. So, uh, but yeah, it was. It was my computer right now is huge. Well, the monitors were huge. Yeah, not having technology and living in a really, 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 really like rundown place, and all, mm-hmm. it was was like eye opening because not having much. But yeah. the thing is, like the simplicity was like made me. Like me and all my friends, so much happier because we had to con- we had to connect. We were playing Uno, yeah. we were sessioning or dancing. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt the same way going back to the Philippines last year. Uh-huh. Like the simplicity. I had my technology this time. I had my laptop, yeah. but I ha- and I had my camera, but I hardly used my laptop because because you were out and about the whole time. Yeah, I think people here should at least experience once in their life what it's like in a third world country. Cause, okay, so here's what's different for me. I grew up comfortable. Hmm back home i was comfortable back home you know in the crazy rich asian sense okay i wasn't we weren't like super rich or anything but we were like you know like again we were comfortable like, to the point that it was just my dad working my mom wasn't uh, was it um before we left oh to the point like and were you just wiping your your butt with a thousand, with, like, five thousand dollar yeah, pesos with, with <laughs> <laughs> okay it only went up to like a thousand okay isn't there five thousand each bill no, there's a there's a one thousand. If they came up with a five thousand, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I think um, I had. I could be wrong. I I'll look it up. But um, but yeah, like we were comfortable, and then basically, you know, when we came here, like this is like you know, though we had nothing. Well, it's not that we had nothing, but like we had less, way less. Oh. Than what we were than what was you know considered comfortable. Like again, both my parents had to be working again. Yeah. Um, and you know, back home, I went to Catholic school move over there i went to public school because mm. we can't afford catholic school also i mean my mom has a like has a knack for picking like good enough school districts good enough school districts i mean burbank was good yeah burbank was good um what was it and then like you know the school district that like we moved to here in new jersey was like you know one of like the top ranked in the state mm. you know we had to make do with what we had like i mean you know we all started earning and then Everybody started working. Um, like my brother started working, I started working. I basically paid for college. Oh, you paid for everything? Um, almost everything. Um, when I was at, um, I did my one semester of college in Pasadena. I basically kind of almost didn't have to pay for it, and I didn't have to use my financial aid. Oh wow! So I basically got the money that wasn't used back, like as like two checks. Um, which I deposited and did not touch at all. And then when we came here, you know, like I had to be able to establish residency in order to pay the residence like rate for the community college. But I was not considered a resident yet because I was only like living here for like 
you know, a couple of months, but I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to go to school. Yeah. So I paid the out of state fee. Jesus. Wait, how? So it was a lot. Like I'm not, I don't even remember the number, but basically I had to use the um, financial aid check that I never used from going to Pasadena and then I had to take it alone. Oh, wow. On top of that, on top of the loan, my parents had to shell out some money because I was trying to go full time and, you know, they, you know, get this nursing thing over with. <laughs> Look where we are now. <laughs> I'm like looking back and like I'm seeing, you know, and because of social media, like I'm able to still connect with my friends from back home and I'm seeing them like, you know, after graduating high school job, one of them works in Sing- started working in Singapore. Somebody started working in Canada, like three of them moved to Seattle right after like college. And I'm just like, yeah, this is the kind of life that... I would have had over there maybe not like that because some of them are like a little bit more comfortable than we were but at the same time like we would be almost at the same level Mm. meanwhile i'm here you know living in my basement (laughs) working technically two jobs three jobs three oh uh i'm like looking for like freelance copywriting work oh nice i'll send them your way side note a freelancer's big client is gonna be it's gonna be oh that one that i was just prepping for yeah that's a lot do you see the yeah. do you see the roles that we all we're all gonna have to take uh-huh. i'm trying to avoid. oh yeah we're splitting like the community manager like me you gabs yeah like there's a lot we're gonna have to do so of course i'm on content calendar <laughs> yeah oh you know this you know the the brand better than the, this, I this I industry mean, better I, than well, I, do. It's not, I don't know the brand but i know you know yeah yeah i know what they're yeah, just to give you guys a little like context this is this potential client is uh we're currently in the talks it's it's looking mm-hmm. like seventy percent, eighty percent. We might yeah. we're get, getting them. We're just now putting together a proposal. They're in the beauty industry, mm-hmm. uh, and we're just you know um, it's a it's much bigger than what we were told that they wanted. Yeah, much bigger. So that's why. Because like, initially I thought it was like oh Max will handle the Instagram done. Yeah, it was, it was, we thought it was an easy <laughs> content calendar community management. Like I can do it. Yeah, and then it turns out they want a, a full on launch. And it's so, and it's, you know. Because they've pushed back their lawn. And there's so much, there's so much that goes into it that they, I don't know, I don't know if they understand that the levels of making a successful That end of like that side of any business venture, like the marketing side of it is a little bit more complicated now, especially they're in this, like they're in this industry that's so oversaturated because even its own influencers are coming out with their own products oh yeah so like it's not you even put it uh, that way well, i never you know, i never i never put it thought of it that way well there's not well you know like it's, they're not coming out with their own products but like they're collaborating with um you know a quote-unquote indie brand mm. and then if they put you know um it's not even like you know like the james charles morphe and jacqueline hill morphe or Jeffree Star Morphe or um, like there's a couple of like smaller time like smaller influencers are like um, collaborating with like these brands um, I forgot what lash brand it was but they were featuring like you know some collaboration with like you know smaller time like beauty influencers and it's getting to the point that like people are just viewing it as this in- this is this is this influencer's product because I mean Jeffree Star and like Kylie are a little different um because um, like it's not a collab. they both oh, yeah. started they both no they both started as a company pushing out product and then became an influencer like just timeline wise like you know they've and then like kim kardashian was kind of like backwards like she was like oh i love this makeup this is my makeup look at my contour that made her like you know the beauty influencer 
and then KKW Cosmetics came out. KKW? Kim Kardashian West. Oh. Her line. Okay. But yeah, like you have, you know, influencers putting out products or collaborating to put out products. So, like, what are you going to do if you're just going to do this on your own? Not on your own, but like, you're not collaborating per se with, you're not, you're not putting someone else's name on it. Even big brands are collaborating with influencers. Yeah, and then this particular. Like, Smashbox was huge and they collaborated with them. With um, this uh, makeup artist of uh, Vlada for their like rose gold light, like this entire like rose gold line, and it was amazing. Yeah. Essentially, we want to make sure if we're gonna work with this client, we just want to make sure that all the right things are in are set because if yeah. they hand us that this kind of responsibility to help with their launch, mm-hmm. and it fails, be- and then something goes wrong because like we didn't have the right things in place, the foundations and yeah. all that, and then then we get the shit for it. So, yeah. so it's like essentially we're because it's you know it's it's happened before with like a previous client. Um, there's a lot of things that were like outside our control because they wouldn't give it to us. Yeah. They wouldn't let us, well, you know, it wasn't part of the scope of work that we were supposed to like do some of this backend work. Yeah. Um, and because of that, one aspect of what we were doing was successful, but they weren't seeing it that way because they weren't seeing the conversions they wanted. Yeah. Like we can get them to, you know, we can get them to like your pages or whatever, but like the stuff that's on it, like we can't control that. Yeah. And that's the reason why people aren't converting. Yeah, yeah, we do. and you know, like that's somehow our fault. Yeah, we we even say like there's a disclaimer, like just because we got these results for us, we're not clients, promising sales. Yeah, we're not. Pro- like we're we're setting up everything we're we optimizing. can. And here's the yeah. and we even tell them like in the in the scope of work, like here's the things that you need to do to make sure it's yeah. successful on your end. And it's like because this is still your business. Yeah, you know, this is still you. You need to. You still need to put some work into your own thing. Like. You hired us to market you, but you still need to sell yourself. Yeah. You still need to, you know, make sure people like what they're seeing. Yeah. It's not a magic bullet. And I think that's what people come to us thinking it is. Like, oh, it's going to make my life easier. It's like, no, it's just like, we're just exposing things that you haven't, that you aren't paying attention to. So you you can. And, you know, like, like going back to like one of our clients, like our, one of our clients, like we just had a meeting with her like yesterday. Um, Was it yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah. It was last night. Um, you know, like they're like super like high touch and and everything, but like not high touch to the point that they're high maintenance. Like they know what they want, they have a vision. They're letting us know, I want to be able to see this. This is this is my idea. Can you make it happen? We're like, yeah. Yep. We make it happen. Yeah. And, that, and then like that. you know, they're collaborating with us. Like you know, um, it's like oh maybe I won't say that or maybe try more like something like this. Yeah. Like for the copy, and then we're like oh yeah we get it now. Like it's you know it's not like oh, I don't like it, change it. Yeah. To what? Yeah. Good, sir. Yeah. <laughs> to what? Yeah. Yeah, and I like it when the, when the process is super, super collaborative because it, it, yeah. it makes it fun because, like, we've... Like, yeah. uh, and we mentioned this in the previous episode. Like, we've worked with people who just say they hate it and never give proper feedback and we're just like, yeah, what do we do? And then that's anywhere. Like, it's not even, like, in a creative sense or, like, you know, like, a client to agency type of like thing like if you know if you're somebody's boss and they you know your employee did something and they didn't do it right don't just say hey you fucked up fix it they don't even didn't even realize they fucked up so like you need to point out where they fucked up yeah at least point out where they fucked up and then they'll figure out how to like fix it like how i I, like how i kindly told (laughs) about the seo you kindly told him i yeah (laughs) Yeah, did I? I felt like I was. That was well, he did as he was email. I'm like, oh yeah, 
fix it. He was like, how? fix it. <laughs> I was the one that was like, fix it. And then here's the thing. I would have explained it, but we already did. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the... Th we already did. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, our bad. Yeah, the main... You know? Yeah, I wouldn't... Here's, here's, you know, here's where you fucked up. But, like, here's what you should have yeah. done. We already told you what to do. All you need to do was literally copy what we did. Yeah. Now, that's the thing, too. Like, I wouldn't have been as mad if he if he followed the directions and I uh, looked over something and I didn't explain yeah. something properly. But you've, you've basically... And you've, like, basically, you know, perfected explaining this process because you did that with me. And then... And you put that on your... And it's on the course. It's on... <laughs> a little bit of it. It's, a, it's on our upcoming course for Vision Paradox. Yeah. Uh, but also, it's also... We have we have a training document. We have something called uh, a promotion yeah. process that literally goes step one to step two, step three. And sometimes yeah. it's and way too went, many and steps. That went through, and that went through me. And I'm like, oh, wait. I'm missing a step here. What what do I do? Like, where do I get there to get there? I was like, oh, wait. Okay. And then he adds it. Yeah. So... I'm like... And, you know, that's how you perfect the process. And... It's all there in one document and, you know, like I completely like share that frustration. It's just like, dude, we literally held your hand on this. Yeah. Like, how could you like fall off a cliff? We're holding your hand. Yeah. Like, yeah these, these processes are essentially like the way I make these are the goal, at least mm -hmm. the intention is like, if I can grab anyone off the street and just show it to them and I want them to be able to easily do it. And, I, you know, I'm doing that for, like, you know, my job, too, my day job, too. And, you know, like, my boss was like, hey, um, I know you're in charge of this thing or whatever, but you're the only one that knows this process, you know, in the event that, like, you know, we're near the deadline to submit this to whatever third party or whatever, or, you know, in the event that you're, like, on vacation or you're sick or whatever. You know, I was gone for, like, 10 days. Last year, I was gone for two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, something, you know, like, nothing was done, like, this um really? on that end well not that nothing was done on that and it wasn't like so like there wasn't a lot of backup okay like, you know like a lot of backlogging but like still like in the event like in those two weeks you know like a lot would have happened like a lot should have been done but wasn't because i wasn't there um, do they so somebody needed to be like my backup oh and so my boss told me like oh it's gonna be one of these two people either one of those two i would not pick to be my backup it's just, you know, I would not pick them to do something like that. I mean, it's not super hard. It's just, it's just a lot of work. Like you just have to keep being on top of it. Like, even though you don't think you have to be, Yeah. um, there's a lot of attention to detail. There's just a lot of steps going into it. Mm. Um, so what I ended up doing was I literally, um, took screenshots of my entire process mm. and then each step is one page and everything was highlighted. There's arrows. And, you know, like I, as soon as I finished it, I like printed it out, gave it to like three, like give it, gave it to, gave one copy to my boss, gave one copy to my coworker, like my one coworker, like what I'm like one of two coworkers that I completely trust with information. I was like, okay, if you look at this and you feel like your intelligence has been insulted, then I did a good job. <laughs> Cause then if you think I'm like, you know, like literally talking to you, like you're, you know, like you're literally two. Like step one, yeah. The, like, then that means I did this right, because then literally I can take anyone off the street who doesn't know anything about my job, and they can be like, "All right, cool, I can do this." Yeah, I mean that's what I said. Yeah, that's essentially what, what these processes are. Like, we want to make sure it's like, like idiot proof, it's idiot proof, duplicatable, so yeah. we can deliver consistently. Yeah, and like in the event that I don't do that process anymore, which is you know what ended up happening, 
Like, I'm not doing that. Somebody else did. I mean, it's also like, okay, I get it. You know, like, there's a learning curve. Some people pick things up easier than others. Totally get it. But yeah, but it, we held your hand on <laughs> this. Uh, yeah. If there was, there was a lot of hand holding on this. It's, you know, it wasn't like, I was like, oh, read this and then you're good. Like, read this, but here's how we actually did it. Yeah. Like, we showed you how to do it. You saw how we did it. Yeah. And then what, like, made it worse is, like, was the excuse. I, that's what made me, that's what really pissed me off. Yeah. I, I was like, well, I thought, nope, nope, nope. You do not get to put your thought into this. Yeah, because in no way, shape, or form did I say that. Like, you know, do it like that. Yeah. Like, these two things do not work like each other. Yeah. If they did, we would say that specifically for this process. Yeah, and the videos would be ranking a lot better, but that's not the case. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, their fuck up is our fuck up. Oh yeah, and then we're they're the, they're they're not the ones that have to deal and with then the clients. Guess, and then and then guess who's getting the angry email? <laughs> this bitch. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maxine is the client liaison. Uh, liaison. Uh, liaison <laughs> uh, for uh, <laughs> VP uh, because me personally emailing uh clients <laughs> she has to be my filter get, wait run way too hot like run way too high yeah she she becomes and my like filter. you're super invested in this obviously this is yours this is your work this is your life and also same with the client like this is their work this is their life like you know you guys are attached to this and emotions run way too high because you know you're passionate about your crap and then y'all start just fighting. Yeah. So like going through me, it's not that I'm apathetic, but like she can, she, she so can I'm just gonna literally better. take what you want to say. She's not as emotionally invested compared yeah. to like. I mean, I am, but like not to like the level I was like. I'm a little bit more, de- just slightly more detached. Yeah. This is a long podcast. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like an hour and fifteen minutes. So, it's, it's going on my audacity. Any last words you want to say to the the audience before we head out? Um. Brush your teeth. Oh, I need to brush my teeth. <laughs> All right, with that, folks. I don't know who needs, <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear this, but brush yes. your teeth. Um, hope, uh, that's it, folks, for today's episode of Awkward... Stay and neuter your aw- pets. Okay. <laughs> awkward Tea Party. I hope you guys enjoyed the See, uh, we're awkwardly second, this second episode. a lot of tea. Uh, second episode of our podcast. Make sure... Wait, uh, one more thing. Okay, what's up? Shane Dawson's engaged. Woo, congrats, Shane. We're like super small time compared to everyone over here, Yay. but congrats. One day, one day you'll be on our show. So uh, that would be cool. <laughs> so anyways, like thanks for listening to our podcast and we will Bye. catch you guys on the next one. Peace.